This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN? Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. Yes! yes! Alright. Speak for me, guys, real quick. One, two, one, two, one, two. Perfect. Midtown? One, two, one, two. All right, everybody coming in. Good. Perfect. Cool. All right, our guest is the co-founder of Puzzle Life. It's an organization whose mission it is to raise awareness around autism. Puzzle Life wears the merch. You might have seen it on folks like Mike Geronimo on the Drink Champs uh, and a bunch more folks if you check their page on Instagram. Joining us on this episode, he is a father, by the way, so let's not get it twisted. Uh, but he's got he's got a special needs child. So this is our second special needs dad on the pod with us that today. We know of. That we know of. Right, that we know right. of. With us today is a homie Midtown. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, brother, thank you for uh for joining us, man. Um I, I love what you got going in the background. You represent Puzzle Life extra heavy back there. Uh and a lot of people don't realize. The silhouette—that is our daughter. I, I peeped that. I peeped that. But, but no. you thinking me? I want to thank y'all for, like I said, I want to thank y'all for letting me even speak about autism acceptance because, like I said, the conversation is not had, especially in, in our community. So right. I applaud y'all for giving me a platform to even speak about my daughter and all those that we fight for every day. So big shout out to y'all, man. Of course. Thank so you. So how, how did you start the whole? Like, I mean, obviously we know why, but. What what got you, you know, really wanting to, to get this in the forefront and, and and really, you know, create everything that you've created around this and build well, this awareness, basically? Our daughter's 10 now. And, um, you know, living, I can only speak for our experience. I'm not speaking for another parent. Once she got diagnosed in 2012, you know, it hit us like it, it with me. It took me a little while to accept it. I was just I was just bothered because when they tell you they don't know where it comes from and then you as a father, as a parent, you don't have no control over your child's outburst of what she's going through. It affects you in a different way. So to fast forward, um, I noticed every time we went out and she would have a meltdown, I don't call it a tantrum, when she would have a meltdown, we would always have to bring up, okay, our daughter's on the spectrum, our daughter has autism. And a lot of places we was going, when you say the word autism, it was like, you know, like they had no clue of what it was. Right. And I just remember coming home one day and my wife actually was in the room. She went to Michael's one day. She had she had puzzles on his shirt and she just had puzzle life. And she, and she was just bringing it on. I said, what are you doing? She said, for now, when we walk out this door, I'm tired of explaining what our princess is going through. So I'm going to have it on like a billboard. You're the speaker. Love talking. You're going to have the conversation. You're going to educate people because... I'm so sick of being judged. I'm sick of us being run out the park. I'm sick of us having to run out the supermarket. So we basically created the movement, not before Puzzle Life was even created. We created the movement, Puzzle Life, Everyone Deserves a Voice, to start educating our people. When I say our people, minorities, we don't have no clue about what autism is and what it's about. And when you say autism, they automatically put it with that other word that we grew up on, that all word, I don't yeah. use that word, that all word is yeah. such an ugly word. Right. And 
I noticed going out advocating, I was just like the people I was trying to talk to when I, I didn't have a clue what it was. I was dumbfounded to it. I didn't come from parents that knew what autism was. You know what I mean? Because that wasn't a word that was used in the 70s and the 80s and even in the 90s. It started when these organizations popped up and started doing walks. And we'll get into that later. But the walks never gave back to our community. The walks never came back to educate where we come from. The walks never stopped bullying. The walks didn't do what we out here trying to do. And that's what Puzzle Life represents. It keeps the conversation going on every day. It starts a conversation in different households and it represents all. Mm. So what, 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 I guess, what first started you and your wife's journey into figuring out what your daughter's outbursts um, or were, were to about? To get the diagnosis? Yeah. Yeah. How did you, how did you even kind of think to, all right, let me invest in, in investigate this a little bit further. Well, a lot of people that follow my lives that I do shout out to Snipe Life from D Block. Um, I shared it recently on the lives. I didn't really share. We have a 16 year old daughter to where she really, if you can see, she really in pictures. She doesn't. And she had a speech delay and ADHD. So um, we noticed when we had our second daughter, when we had our daughter feeding in the high chair, she's, following my command. She's speaking and everything. Now, this is at eight months, nine months. Soon as she got that first vaccine shot, I'm noticing maybe a day later, maybe it, even if it was that long, she was just in a fog. It was just in a fog. She was in a daze. She wasn't following command no more. It's just like she was rewired. You know, it, it's for some reason, it didn't happen to after the first vaccine. So I say about you know, me going back and forth on New York City Transit and I'm looking back as a father and I'm seeing other adults have conversations with young children at the age of two and three at the time. I'm talking about full conversation. Hi, mommy, daddy. And I come home and we're not getting that from my daughter. She automatically went from following dialogue to this sound, which is called stimming. stimming. They call it arrogance. She just went, that was just, did she still do it to this day? It simmered down a little but it just went to a hundred. Now, no parent wants to automatically put a label on their child. Yeah. But it got to a point where I told my wife, I sat my wife down and I said, oh, we have to make an appointment with our doctor. I think something's going on here. And her first doctor gave us no hope whatsoever. Oh, she's too old. Give it time. Everybody de- develops differently. I said, well, she ain't saying mommy, daddy, juicy ain't saying nothing. And she's, it, it, it's like it's pain so to give us eye contact. Something's going on here, Doc. Right. Oh, no, give it time. Us being parents, thank God we listened to the third. You know, I just said, babe, I think we need a second opinion. So shout out to Monteferry and Jacoby Hospital. We went to Monteferry Children's Hospital. And um, sure enough, we got the diagnosis after they tested her. They did a couple of random tests. And um, they told us our daughter was on the autism spectrum. Out of body experience, um, when a parent hears that, because when you when you hear that, I can't speak for my wife. I know I automatically felt it was my fault because, like I said, we all got a past. We all come from a past, whatever. So I automatically took it as if okay, if it didn't come from her, it didn't come from me. It didn't, am I being punished? Like this is just things that mentally, you know right, what I mean? Like right. you talking about my process. I'm like. 
okay, I've been punished. My daughter, whatever, you know, whatever past I had, my this is what the journey is going to be for me now. So it's like, okay, I have no clue about fully what autism is. I have no, I've never been around someone that explained what special needs is to me, but this is my journey going forward. So it, 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 it was, it was just very difficult just knowing at the age, to me, like I said, brother, at the age of 12 months, that's when we saw a shift and that's when we knew, okay, there's a red flag out here. And sure enough, we got that second opinion and found out she was on the spectrum. Mm. So you, I mean, the, <clears throat> we we hear this often, but this is the first time I've ever heard somebody directly affected or going through this say, you notice something completely changed when the vaccine happened. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, so you're saying it was like literally like almost instant, like a day you noticed a shift. Honestly, I feel it was, it was in within that 48 time, 48 hour time frame Cause she, she just got up and being different. And I brought this up to the doctors, but you know, they're never going to say that. Yeah. So All then right. when I did my homework on vaccines, no human being is supposed to have mercury in them anyway. Let's just start with that. Thermocell is in a lot of the vaccines. And that's one mercury to ways I fell. When we was getting vaccines coming up, when we was getting vaccines in the 70s and 80s, they didn't put all the vaccines in at once, if you can remember. We didn't get right. it all at once. Right. And now they do it all at once. And if you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to have no level of mercury. I didn't know as an African-American father or, like I said, coming from urban neighborhoods, that you have the right when you go in there, when your child gets vaccinated, you have the right to say what vaccines you want in there and what vaccines you want mm-hmm. taken out. So that was another slap in my face of me feeling like I wasn't educated. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have the information. Maybe I could have saved my daughter, you know what I mean, from being rewired. And like I said, I don't speak for no other parent. But if you look at when you go back and look at some of my lives, I'm not the only parent that feel real harsh about vaccines. That's just a different conversation. But I, I think it started from the vaccines. I think it, you don't have to be a doctor and have all full understanding just to say to yourself, common sense wise, like it don't make sense to pump all that in, into a, a small child at once. Like I know that we spread out the vaccines for, for my kids. Yeah, we did too. We were just scared. Like we're looking at the, the list and they're like, y'all want to do, you know, one, two, three, four, and five. And then five has five already in them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, you know, like, we, let's just, let's spread this out because that's the least we could do. So, yeah, that, that, it, it's that crazy, man. And like I said, I wasn't wise enough to say that. Like I said, um, I didn't know I had the authority to to do that. And right. that's shame on me. But um, when I tell you now, though, they can't pull a, they can't pull a sheet over my head no more. Because when I go into these hospitals, when I go out and navigate, they fully know who I am. <laughs> yeah, it's also if you don't, I mean, it's wise you went for the second opinion because it's also oftentimes a lot of folks will just trust what the doctor says and not think about asking. Like to E's point, like we did the same thing with the spacing out all the vaccines, but it took us having to go to a bunch of different doctors because a lot of the doctors would say, no, we're not, we can't even take you as a patient if you, if you don't do it this way. And I think for a lot of people, that's probably just a roadblock right then and there of like feeling like, oh, well, I'm not going to have a doctor if I don't, you know, go and follow protocol here. And especially, like I said, when you come from urban communities or you come from different areas, 
we all know they play the insurance game. It's all about your insurance handler, what insurance you have. Right. So what type of love you get. And I don't think that, like I said, I don't, I find that to be unjust. I find that to be unfair. But with the, and the smartest thing about us getting that second opinion with a lot of parents, I want a lot of parents to understand what I'm going to say right now. Early intervention is one of the greatest things that you could do for your child. Early intervention is when they come to your house and they give you the speech therapy, they give you the ABA therapy, but you only get that to the age of two, maybe three. And after that age, after the age of three, you, you, you have to, not usually, you have to fight for every service you know is needed for your child. So early intervention is very, very important. And it goes back to what you just said. A lot of parents are in denial. A lot. And then, and that's when the kid get misdiagnosed as far as just being a knucklehead or just being right. bad and not knowing. There's something emotional going on there. Okay. There's something going on there. And the longer you take to understand it all or uh, stop worried about society, that's your child. Because it get me and my wife could care less about we if you look on our page, we take our daughter every and anywhere. Yeah. Society has to accept our beautiful daughter. Because our daughter is is beyond beautiful, our daughter is a genius. Because it the way we think in the box, she's already thinking outside the box. I've learned more from my 10-year-old daughter more than I learned from any human being in this world. Because I never learned patience. But if you're an autistic parent, if you don't have patience, you already lost the battle. And my daughter taught me that. I had to learn patience. Yo, Mid, I saw a live, might have been a week, two weeks ago, and you cut on, I guess, I think you just cut on when your daughter was having a, a breakdown. And, I see that you got reposted it for me. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, the the you being able to share that moment to me was like I was like shocked because I I know how impatient I am as a dad, right? And obviously you've been through years of this, so you've had, you know, opportunities to be better than I given your circumstance. But to showcase that, I, that was so powerful for me. Cause we don't know what that is, right? Like we you're, I'll give you an example. My daughter, and I. there's some special needs. So, like, around me, like, Stop and Shop, they hire special needs folks day in and day out, right? And one of the folks that works there, I don't I don't know what his situation is exactly, but he definitely has some special needs um, about him. And he got, he, I guess he took a liking to my teenage daughter. I don't know what it was, but he got really excited, and he started, like, running at her not like on some like i'm a you know snatch you up or anything crazy but to her she's 13 she was spooked she was like yo what's going on like the words crazy came out of her mouth and and i was like yo i mean i get it right you're this is this is not normal for you to experience but i felt terrible and right i felt like it was the next day i saw your video and i was just like yo man like how how do you and then i felt bad because i'm like yo my patience is so whack like for little shit i'm like wilding and then you over here like your daughter is screaming going through a thing and you super understanding and you're kind of explaining it you're narrating play by play as, as it's going on how, i don't know how often you do that but like how long did it take you to get to a point where you felt comfortable enough to do that um i never get comfortable doing it I'll tell you why I do it. Um, as you can see, that happens to us maybe twice on a daily basis. We'll get an outburst like what you just saw. 
And I do it because, number one, the neighbors don't know what's going on outside the doors, right? So I take that, and it's a shame, I, I, I take that to show, you know what I mean, just in case it gets to a point to where it's, like any, even if I was walking past somebody's door and I just hear a, a child just screaming at the top of their lungs, I'm concerned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I do that. And I also do that so I can show her doctors, you know what I mean? When, when she does have, when she has meetings with the doctor, when we have Zoom with the doctors to is Courtney hits herself, Courtney attacks herself. You know what I mean? So I do that to also show because I didn't, I never want to be seen to where she, she got me out of control. Yeah. Because sometimes if they see a bruise or whatever, they'll just look at the parent. And I'll be telling parents, if you have a child that are literally, because Courtney will just literally run to the floor and just literally no care of pain and because our pain tolerance is crazy. Wow. But the thing about electronics, mainly the phone, shout out to my mother. I love her to death. My mother brought that phone without even letting us know. She thought she was doing the right thing. <laughs> Honestly, it went backfired. The phone, when that phone dies, Mm. Something gets inside Courtney to where she's like Ray J ten times. I gotta turn up. Let's turn up time. You know what I mean? Like Courtney turns up. If the, when that phone dies, it's like me and my wife gotta get ready to buckle up. Wow. Because she's going in that room in rage. And with Courtney, Courtney, I have the phone in her hand, she have a portable DVD play in her hand, and then she have the the the, the, the wheel on. So I'm like, okay, you you're in a virtual world. And if you pull one from her, he's gonna flip out. So I just try to show the world to is those that's in the outside judging us, those that judge as soon as we get outside and not knowing why my wife, shout out to my wife, one of the strongest queens in the world, um, because not only my wife deals with my princess, she deals with our 16-year-old daughter, she deals with my our 23-year-old son, she deals with me, you know what I mean? And then she deals with trying to keep the house in order. And she's not a speaker, so I don't know if you got to see the Autism Warrior Chronicles I did with her. That was just a rare moment to where she said, I got shit to get off my chest. This journey is difficult. Courtney does that twice out of the day. So it gets to the point where I got to show people to is this is what we're dealing with. And then you judge us at the end of the day, or you 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 stare at us to where you make us uncomfortable and not want to go to the park, or you 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 don't help us get a message out to get a sensory park built or a center where we could go to, because it's not just the kids that need therapy. The parents need therapy. They'd be saying, oh, yo, you and your wife need to get a date night out. How can we do that? How? We can't leave Courtney with anyone. We know, We just shout out to my mother once again. Courtney's labeled a runner. I know for a fact my mother's not physically able to know. If Courtney runs out that door, Courtney loves dogs. And she jets out her, my mother's door, out of her house door, and runs in the street or runs to a stranger or whatever because mm. I can't understand danger and fear. Our kids are the purest kids in the world. Our kids don't wake up to be like, I don't like you, I don't like you, or I don't like what you're wearing. They're non-judgmental. And I'll be wanting the people to love them back in the same way. So our kids don't understand danger. We can't take that chance and go off a bit of going out and having fun for two hours. And I don't even call it fun because if we're sitting across at a dinner table having wine, both our minds are stuck on, is Courtney okay? Yep. So we don't do it. So we're, we're trapped into is. Courtney's 10 now. She's about to become a young lady. That's a different chapter. She's about to, if you look, there's one out of 54 kids in the world that's affected with special needs or autism. One out of 54. So that means if you don't have a family member with autism, you have somebody in a five block radius 
that has the disability or autism. So just because it doesn't affect you, affect you directly, you're going to be affected by it. You're going to come across it. So why not be educated on it? Mm. Just like my brother, you just said it happened to you in the supermarket. He didn't mean no harm, but your daughter being 13 years old, she didn't know. She just seen a, a big figure man running at her. Yeah. She had the right to be scared. She didn't know that it was something about her to his, he, he, and it could have been something on TV. It could have been a cartoon character. It could have been a famous, famous person you see on TV. It's just not knowing. It's just not knowing. And I think you handled it the right way. So I don't think you didn't. I think you handled it the right way because I stood on 23rd Street. Once I leave the Bronx and I go further in Midtown or whatever, you know how many, you know what type of names I'm called? You know what type of names? You know, they tell me I'm not supposed to even be advocating for my daughter. Shut the fuck up or get that shit out of here. What? And that's where you see me. Oh, I go through that. Get the uh-huh. fuck out of here. Autism don't affect down. Autism is not affected down here. Oh, that's a that's a black and Spanish thing. Like what? the dumb shit. The dumb shit. Or maybe your child's autistic because you're married to a Hispanic. You shouldn't have got like I done heard what shit the to where you know, wow. the hate, the hate, or the different religions in here. You have different religions that's that'll tell us that our daughter is is um she's possessed. Yeah. Right. Water. I know you heard that before. A lot of people yeah. don't water. I, we deal with this. And yo, how do you not snuff? Different. How do you not snuff people on? The, I mean, I know that's yo, it's not scalable. Testify. You know how hard that is, brother. But then it's like, how can I stand on social media or stand there and say I'm fighting for these kids, and I let the first ignorant person get mm. me out of character? No, yeah. I'm the one paying the consequences in jail because the cops are not going to see it that way that I beat the shit out of an ignorant person. Yeah, They're no. just going to see an African-American father from the South Bronx put his hands on somebody. I swung first. So what? Words don't hurt. Because a lot of cops say that too. Because I, 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 I express the concerns about like, yo, how is this fair? Yo, they're not putting their hands on you. There's nothing we can do. Wow. But we so- don't hurt it all, man. So being autistic and and on the spectrum, I mean, I guess in the case of your daughter, I mean, what are the, I guess, for lack of a better term, what are the differences that, that maybe she experiences being on the spectrum? And, and are there are there kind of general traits uh, for being autistic? I, I'm, I'm, I'm unaware of, maybe you could shed a little well, light on. One of the main traits for, for um, that my daughters have and a lot of children on the spectrum have, because that's why they say you have, shout out to MC, um, shout out to Mike Geronimo for even bringing the topic to drink camps. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cool. That was dope. And like I said, you see how he said it. He has a child that's very high on the spectrum. So that's why they say spectrum, because you have high, you have mm-hmm. low, you have nonverbal, you have verbal. Got it. Our daughter, we was told our daughter would be nonverbal. Oh, blessing to Allah, our daughter's not verbal for what you can see. She's not nonverbal. Yeah, she right. took to the age of six. Her first word was dog. So that's why we got a dog. But our daughter is social interaction. She's, you know, she doesn't like being hugged. She doesn't like crowds. Our sensory is high. We had to find that out going into malls because when we go into the body shop or any fragrance store like Macy's, I can't go past where the perfume and the cologne is because the smells just takes us, takes her to a different takes her somewhere else. Mm, Poor poor eye contact, which I told you. Speech delay, as you can see, we practice her with speech. We talk constantly with her. And um, a lot of, a lot of, when flapping of the hands, that's that's the number one sign. You see a lot of kids flap their hands or rocking. 
Clapping the hands or rocking or even the humming. That's that's mm. all considered stimming. That's stimming. That's stimming. They're trying with their, that means so much is going on in their head at that time. They're trying to control down. Like instead of my daughter flapping her hands, she does this and grinds her teeth literally mm. like this. So it's like this is what she's doing literally. So you got to give her that moment to get it out. And when you get it out, it's like she's back to just whatever Chilling. she was doing. And it scares some people. You know, some, sometimes people get off the elevator. They're pressing the next floor. And I'll be like, um, my daughter's not going to turn into the credible hope. She's having a moment. She's excited because yeah. she sees your dog. Or she's excited because she sees your daughter with a, a favorite baby doll or whatever. But, you know, and some people get it. I'm not going to say everybody yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. it. And those that don't get it, I'm going to keep praying for them. I'm going to keep trying to educate them. Because, like I said, I've come across people to where they didn't get it the first time. They took a moment and looked at the podcast and see to where it's, yo, I give them my life. It's hard for me to share my my daughter's highs and lows. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me. But how can I say I want the world to accept my daughter if I'm keeping it a secret? How can I say I want the world to accept my daughter if I'm just taking her to school and upstairs? Because that's what a lot of our community do. It's to the bus stop and upstairs. Not because mm-hmm. they don't want to go outside. They're just tired of the ridicule. Yeah, the ridicule. Or they're tired of being scared that. I'm not, and that's why, big shout out to my brother. Put up your dukes. You see, we got the, um... Yeah, the boxing glove puzzle joints. Oh, we trying to knock the stigma out of autism, brother. We trying to knock the stigma out of autism. It's such a stigma. And it shouldn't be called the hidden community. What's hidden about it? Right. Like my brother, Lord Tariq, said, I don't know if y'all saw that. Shout out to Lord Tariq. Lord Tariq has never did a live and did a podcast. Lord Tariq is my childhood friend. He tuned into one of my Autism Warrior Chronicles. And he said, yo, brother, I want to do it. Lord Tariq did last Friday, and he shared, I didn't even know he was going to share his son's journey. And um, oh. when he shared something powerful, we all on the spectrum. And what he meant by that is we all fidgety. We all mm-hmm. might go like this. We all might shake. We all get a, with that's, that's, that's sensory. We all got sensory issues, whether right. they're low or high. I don't know if you noticed, but all I've been doing is switching position the whole freaking podcast already. So you're right. <laughs> That's L. What is, so coming from the communities that we come from, um, obviously services are low. We don't get we don't get the the knowledge doesn't really make it to us for a number of reasons. You're advocating and trying to coach and teach and raise awareness in our communities, which I think is amazing. What is your biggest struggle right now? Like how how what is the thing that's not connecting that you feel like should be at this moment in time? Well, I feel um, number one, social media is very is very um the illusion of social media. Social media is selfish to me, and I say this to say this because um we need more people like you guys, all of you guys on the fatherhood platform, Ed Reeves, the Mike Geronimo's, and what I mean by this, if a million, let's just say. You have a million followers, right? Or you have 500,000 followers. And you can advocate about a woman when, you know, shaking her ass or this one getting knocked out or this one being robbed. And you see that all on social media. But you don't see people fighting for things that should be spoken about, mm-hmm. being shared or being spoken about. Like that's a see, And that's just my biggest irk when it comes to my biggest concern to is beyond social media and even in my own neighborhood, I don't reached out to Ruben Diaz Jr., right? He's the Bronx Bowl president. Mm-hmm. I reached out for four years. 
Not one time on his social media feed, he has spoken about children with special needs, right? But you can see him out there on social media with Fat Joe, the camera one, feeding turkeys, giving food out and stuff like that. We, I'm reaching out to you as a father. Like, I don't, I don't gave you a dead John letter. Like, I need your help, brother. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of every summer coming around and I can't, there's not mm -hmm. one, one sensory park in the Bronx. There's not one sensory park in any borough in New York City. City. I'm fighting for that. Wow. There's not one community center where we could take our kids, right, slash family members and sit down and have the conversation to where maybe this could work for you. It didn't work for me. Or maybe you can go to this local leader and get help. Or maybe you could go to this center and get help. Or maybe you could go to this school and get help. That's not being spoken about. Like, you don't hear people talking about special needs. You don't hear about advocates like me. But come April, Autism Awareness Month, they're coming out the woodwork. Right. They're coming out with the long stories. People's getting all the love and this and that. I fight every single day. Right? If it's not for real soldiers like y'all, I still wouldn't be heard. And a lot of it I feel like because I'm an African-American man in the South Bronx married to a beautiful Latina. I shouldn't be heard. He's up there talking about something positive every day. He's talking. He he he's talking about being a, a a better father. He's talking about being an advocate. He's talking about being a leader. He's talking about how we spend millions of dollars. We stand online for Versace, Gucci, hmm. Prada, all that, right? Even the Jordans. Shout out to Michael Jordan. Right? <laughs> Jordan never came and tried to put sensory gyms in our public schools that we don't have that. Versace never came and said, let me build a playground and make sure that these communities got hot water, right? Gucci never came through and said, let me do a program for public schools, right? But that's where all the dollars go, right? right. That's where all the knowledge go. Here I am, I'm standing on street corners, pleading with people because I don't beg. I, I always make myself clear. I'm never going to beg anybody, right, to understand the importance of autism acceptance, to understand the importance, how big it is to be a hero instead of a zero, right? You got kids that go to school and bully our kids. You got a lot of our kids that never was invited to a birthday party. If they have a birthday party, kids ain't showing up. Mm -hmm. COVID-19 came, right? Our daughter's on the spectrum. How do you explain, and our daughter's not nonverbal, but you can't have, how do you have a conversation with a 10-year-old on the autism spectrum about COVID-19? How do you explain to your daughter why she can't go to school, why she can't go to the little secret parks or why she can't go in the stores and do the things that she used to? How do you explain this? So the meltdowns have been 10 times higher and your local leaders, right, don't fight for you, don't talk to you, don't contact you. You feel like that. You feel like you out here just fighting a battle and nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Special needs don't matter. Autism awareness don't matter. Disability awareness don't matter. So that's where I'd be like, shout out to your brothers. Shout out to everybody that take the time out to listen and get educated. Because if you met one child on the spectrum, you met one child on the spectrum. None of our kids are all. What I think is important is that, and what's important about what you're doing and, and hopefully what we try to do as well is that we just got to like push the culture, whether it be hip hop or, or our communities to be more empathetic and speak for people who can't speak for themselves. Even, you know, just it doesn't have to be a lot. Like, that's what people understand. Like, it doesn't take a lot to help a little. You know, what I mean, like a little help goes a long way, basically, is what I mean. 
DJ FM, do you know how the smile you put on my wife's face, right? When we send you the shirt and you posted that? Like little things like that, because not only did you put a smile on my wife's face, all the people, the parents that followed, like, wow, he took the time to listen. Oh, they take because we feel like we're not being heard, or we feel like they don't want to listen because it don't affect them. So right. just listening, that's that's support right there. You gave support. Support is free. And as you see, we never ask for nothing. We always ask you, can you wear the shirt, brother? Can you just speak about autism when because the reason why y'all so important, and I'm not just talking about hip hop, I'm talking about athletes, actors, whatever you may. If you have a platform, right? The youth listens to y'all before they listen to their own parents. I've, I've witnessed this. Right. I've jumped out on street corners. The youth are, li- are listening to their latest rapper. If if the latest rapper said, yo, get educated when it comes to breast cancer, get educated when it comes to domestic violence, yo, put the guns down. They're going to put it down. They're going to put it down. Not all of them, but some of them be like, yo, damn, he said it. It's cool. He's wearing it. It's cool. So when, when they look at you, if they look at y'all for influences, why not influence the youth and change the culture? Like you said, it's about changing the culture. And, and it's not even the, the youth because it's even our own generation. We got to break these stigmas that, 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 that our own generation keeps carrying along and, and doesn't we're, even, and doesn't help too to, old to learn. Yeah. To pass it down to the youth. Like, like, like I always say on drink jobs, like, you know, we got to be OGs again. Like the OGs got to be OGs. Stop trying to be YGs. Like we, we want to, you know, live a young life forever and, and, and not mature in a sense. But, uh, but yeah, the, like, I don't know if you could see it. I don't know if the camera even panned my way, but when Mike Geronimo brought it up, like I, I, I got hyped. Like I was like, yes, let's, 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 let's highlight this. Even if it's for a second, let's highlight it. Um, because I think that that's powerful, man. And we need to always, you know, sprinkle that positivity and, 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 and try to educate people and, like I said, break these stigmas and and help you because it could be anybody. Maybe you don't have a kid. Maybe and you do have a kid. Maybe you could be in this position, you know, or maybe your family member. or Maybe you didn't know what your neighbor like I had. I told you I, your daughter reminds me of my of a, of a friend. This couple is friends of mine and my girls. Yo, your daughter resembles. They, they resemble each other. Wow. And, and I feel like they're probably in the same somewhere in the same area in the, in the spectrum, you know. And I was just like, yo, like I. I I really, I, I understood what, what you were dealing with just because I've been around them, but I, but I obviously couldn't really completely understand what they're dealing with because I'm not them, you know? So you kind of helped me understand them even more. But what you did for, and, and, and that moment in the show with Mike Geronimo, I want to let you know, cause you didn't get to see the response. You got so much respect from a lot of, because they saw that. Cause you was like, wait, what is that about? Like, we, I mean, like they saw you, Take interest in it because a lot of people, like I said, they just wave it on. It's like, oh, okay. They yeah. saw you take interest in it and they saw that you was compassionate about it. So, like I said, I, I appreciate that because a lot of people spoke on that, man. And a lot, like I said, you had people in our community from the autism community that never even saw Drink Champs. Right. That checked out Drink Champs just to see. You know I mean, so that that was that was just a big moment for the movement, and 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 you played a big part of that. And and Mike, like I said, he's a man of his word because I met Mike through the movement. Big shout out to Mike and his wife. His wife, Shelly, as you can see, she was one of the guests on the Autism Warrior Chronicles. And they showed their journey. And like I said, everybody's journey is different. So that was that was, that was was powerful 
DJ and Fenton. That was powerful, man. I appreciate yep. you for that. No, no. Thank you. I think, Yo, I think you just said I think you just said your next t-shirt when you said uh, support <laughs> is free. You, <laughs> <laughs> you need to pop that on. <laughs> let people and, know. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And I gotta yep. give you a shout out for that. I'm gonna get on there <laughs> right after the podcast. <laughs> Yo, man, I got I got a question for you. So for you know, the ignorance that you, you we keep talking about, right? I mean, it's it's I don't know if we ever stomp out ignorance. That shit just is, you know, it's everywhere. But like, what do you tell cause like I, I always struggle with this, and I'm sure my brothers over here probably feel the same in some some respect. It's really because of how we grew up, right? You mentioned the R word. We grew up with so many fucked up things that we would call each other, the N-word. Like, you know, there's a lot of different things that we grew up kind of thinking was cool and okay to do. And I feel like I hesitate to talk too much about special, like special, the, the term special needs I wasn't even too sure was okay to use. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, sometimes I'm confused what I can say, should say, so that I'm not retarding progress. I don't mean it that way, but you know what I'm saying? Retarding progress. Like, you know, regress. Well, I, I go through the same thing. Like, that's why I watch what I say. Some parents don't like when I say the word autism. Some parents don't like, that's why I say I'm speaking for me. Yeah. I'm speaking right. for you But like, like, a lot of parents like, get at me because of the puzzle. Oh, they, they take offense to it. To the puzzle. But once I break it down to them, I'm like, okay, you take offense to the puzzle. So let me break down autism to you. Mm. Is that not a puzzling diagnosis? Is it not puzzling to you? Mm. If they can't figure it out, you can't figure it out. That's a puzzling diagnosis to me. Yeah. So that's why the puzzle is going to always be a friend to me. It's just a puzzling diagnosis to me. And like I said, everybody has the right to their own opinion. And I'm one of those, like you talk about, I know I've used the R word before. Yeah. Growing, I, I know I did. I was ignorant. I didn't. I didn't know about it. And we seen it coming up. Like I said, we seen if a brother was on the second floor, he was considered, you know, where his home room was. You went to Stevenson, so a lot of people. <laughs> I, I did it. See where your home room I was. went. I went to St. Raymond, but yes, right. I, I, I right. sympathize. Say the short bus or any of these things. Yeah, it was right. signs we would look for. We would know, like on the second bus. If you was on the second floor in Stevenson, you know, they was thinking like, okay, we already know what this is about. So it was like, it, it, was, it was just straight ignorance. So that's why it's all about, like y'all all saying now, just trying to change the culture and try to re-educate the culture. Because that's all it's about now, re-educating the culture. So what's Puzzle Life doing on the education tip? So we, we talked about the the Instagram seems to be kind of like the one of the main vehicles where people, because my question is always like, all right, so how do I get informed? And that gets dicey because people, I, I would take the time, but people likely won't. It's got to be entertainment. It's got to just kind of manifest itself to them. They're not typically going to go out and learn because a lot of us are not directly affected. So it's kind of a throwaway thought. You know what I'm saying? So like, what, what would you recommend to somebody who actually is interested in learning more about what you go through and really try to empathize with, with what the, the movement is about? Well, I would advise a lot of people to as if they feel um, they want, they would like to get educated and join the conversation. If you don't want to tune in, like I said, I go live every Thursday with another autism warrior father, Snipe Life from D-Block. I go live every Thursday at four o'clock. And then on Friday, I do Autism Warrior Chronicle, which are with, with a random parent that's raising a child with special needs. And I feel you can get a lot of information coming into them platforms, not just hearing from me, but hearing 
different walks of lives, yeah. different walks of lives and different stories. And if you don't want to do it that way, it's simple. Everybody has a phone in their hand 97% of the time all day. You can Google autism. You can Google special needs. You can Google how important it is. And I know through my movement, like I said, with my brother, and we started to knock the stigma out of autism movement to where we, we, we have the conversation. Having the conversation opens up people to want to get educated. And it's all about how you talk to people. Like, I try not to talk at people. Some people you can't talk at. I try to let them know it's okay to feel uncomfortable about good information. Because a lot of people don't like feeling uncomfortable. That's why it's never changed. I had to get uncomfortable in my skin to want to share my daughter's story. I had to get uncomfortable. I wasn't comfortable sharing this with the world. I was worried about those who would laugh. I was worried about those who would mock my daughter. I was worried about those who just said, shut the fuck up. You talk about it every day. And then I said, fuck them people. Excuse my language. You know what I mean? Because I'm fighting for my daughter and I'm fighting for all those that deserve a voice. So that madness shouldn't matter. So if you are a human being with a pure heart, something like this should be something on your t- on the top of your priority every day. To it. How can I join the conversation? I know I've been around, like you said, like DJ EFN said, you've been around somebody that has a special needs. You know somebody with a disability. Why not learn about it? Why not get educated on it? Because a simple phone call to, to another person, yo, you all right? Yo, you good? That's all I was calling to check on you. I just want to make sure you all right or you good. That shit goes a long way with us, man. We don't even get checked on. So just hearing more people wanting to take the time out. I challenge people. Like I said, there's so many dance challenges. I challenge people to open up their mindset, open up their hearts, and, and understand what parents like me. And I'm lucky to have a partner going through this, my wife. You got single parents going through this. You got young teenagers, maybe, that had a child on special needs. And this is overwhelming. And I'm 40 plus. This is real shit. So try to show more compassion shit when it comes down to those that has a child with a disability. Let's go back to the days to where we used to open the door for our grandmothers. We used to open the door for our neighbors. We used to we used to not use foul language. You know what I mean? It's like, let's go back to days of being human beings, man, having a heart. And remember, those days was before social media. Social media, it has... It has really damaged a lot of people to where they just they just look at this shit the wrong way. So I challenge people to get educated when they come down to special needs, man, and get the information because it'll do a lot of help for families like me because we just feel like we're being mocked. We feel like our kids deserve to be loved and to be understood. I deserve my daughter deserves to have a job when she gets older. Absolutely. We go in the block. How many now, DJ FN, you in Miami, fam, you in the Bronx. Y'all could go tomorrow and go to five different stores and y'all tell me how many young adults on the spectrum work in there. Yeah, nah. And you'll find them. Because they feel like once our kids 21, once our kids is 21, they forgotten. Mm. And I always make this statement. We raise our kids. We don't visit our kids. Some people don't understand that flies over their head. Mm. A lot of those in different tax brackets, when this got too overwhelming, mm. mm-hmm. they might visit them on holidays, they might get them over, let them, you know, let whoever handles them. No days off. We don't do this. No days off. No days off. Our journey starts at six. Our daughter's like a accomplice. She starts 6.30 in the morning. When the sun shines in that, 
in that room, she has to open up, open up her curtain, 6.30 in the morning, let the games begin. Let the 6.30 in the morning, the games begin. Uh-huh. And one of us has to be up with her because, like I said, um, she's a runner. So when she want to go, if you ain't up and hear that alarm, if you don't hear that dog barking, she's out. So it's overwhelming, man. But the love like this, it gives us hope. It gives us hope. Those that get it, it gives us hope. It gives us hope for a better day, a better tomorrow, man. Yo, man, we, we appreciate you and you being able to share that story with us, man. I, I I can't even imagine. Like, just the stuff that you are able to share with us on social media is is a lot for me. I, I, and, and that's just a small piece of what you're going through every day. So, um, you know, keep – I don't got to tell you, but keep the fight, right? Because, like, you know, every conversation you have is definitely going to help, the you know, improve – relationships and how people see and interact with folks that have autism, but I think special needs folks in general. Um, I'll I'll share a quick story before we bounce. Like my my mom, she spent over 15 years as a paraprofessional over in um, PS811 in the South Bronx. And it was special needs kids wall to wall in that school. And um, most of her children that she she, uh, was an assistant teacher for were um, autistic and I remember you know again growing up in the Bronx we was assholes so all we know how to do is somebody act funny style one way or make a mistake here trip and fall like you clown them that was that was the the, the thing so imagine when you saw somebody that you didn't know what the well, I didn't know what autism was but you saw somebody acting different and right away the first thing that comes to your mind is clown my mother quickly snapped us out of that shit um you know when she first got exposed even with her like it wasn't something that she was exposed to so it was it wasn't it was funny before it was serious right and as soon as she got the opportunity to work and understand the population of autistic kids that she was responsible for our entire world changed in my household like it was there was no like I mean, she spoke Spanish. She didn't really, like, we would use the R word. She wasn't really catching on. But, like, outside of that, like, there was a, a respect that we had to show and understand about what she, the, the population she was, you know, working with. And I, I'll never forget, like, she would always come back with stories, bruises, stories. Like, she would, you know, handle the kids on the bus. And she would come with a smile. And I'd be upset because I don't know what happened, right? I don't know if she got mugged or what the deal was. And she'd come home with a smile. And I'm like, yo, what happened? Like, you got a cut on your arm. Like, what, what's going on? And she's like, no, you know, when the, the, the kid that, I, that I'm assigned to, she had a moment. And I'm like, and she started to explain. And that's when I remember, like, feeling that empathy. I never met these kids. But I started to really understand what my mother was going through and through her eyes how she saw them. And I never, and you mentioned it, and I, I, I said this to Smoke Dizza. The biggest thing I learned from her and this these experiences was, these kids are brilliant. They just they they act differently. They have their challenges, just like the rest of us do. Their theirs is just a different kind of you know uh, prism that things are seen through, and so that becomes you know you run away from the shit you don't understand a lot of times and that's the unfortunate part of it but that was kind of my foundational learning in in, in kind of the world that you live in 
and I really appreciate your 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 lives are dope. Like I really like I stumble on them every now and again, just to kind of level ground myself and un, and really dig in and understand like what it is that you're sharing and why you know certain things are happening. So I I, I commend you for it. Keep explaining those situations. Yeah, Super helpful for me because we're we're Big all. Again, yeah. big shout out to your mother, because like I said, when you find somebody, even if it's the bus attendant that just treats our kids with love and care, that gets it, that's rare. And you have to you have to celebrate those that get it, because like I said, that's not her children. Right. She doesn't have to. You know what I mean, she does. She doesn't have to show compassion every day. And like I said, please tell me, big shout out to mom, Duke, man. Big shout out to your mother, man. Yeah, appreciate that. Oh, man. Because that's what we ask for, because people you don't have to accept our kids. I mean, we want y'all to, but when you hear stories like that, that means a lot to me. That means a lot to me, man. Yo, man, man, thank you again for, yeah, for joining man. us. Thank you very yeah. much, man. O- open it. open door here, man. Anytime you want to come yeah, yeah, through. Yeah, anytime. Thank you, man. And please, man, show the, um anybody. Like I said, if you want to follow the movement, you can just follow us on PuzzleLife.VoicePG2 and just help us continue the conversation and knock the stigma out of autism. F- final, awesome, final question for you: The merch. How do they get it? Do they have to DM you on on IG? And yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ FM. And DJ I'm still FM. waiting. I'm waiting. He know I don't play. Um, <laughs> oh no, you got the two the t shirts. You could DM us. At the end of the day, we 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 work through um Zelle. We work through PayPal. On PayPal is Puzzle Life Voice because you don't just just the dot is minus. We work through. All you do is DM us, and we have the size. We show you what we have. You two guys, please once it's over, DM me so I can get. Send y'all a hoodie out. I gotta get y'all. I gotta get y'all both and knock the stigma out of um, autism hoodie. And thank you, thank you, thank you, man, for me and my wife, for my brother, put up your dukes, and especially for my princess and all those on the autism spectrum. You guys rock, man. Appreciate no, you, brother. Thank you guys. Thank Be you, safe. Man. Great with yourself. Thank no, you. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Thank Trying. you, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Be easy. Salute. Right. Salute. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.